You're listening to the Talking Rheumatology Research Podcast, brought to you by the British Society for Rheumatology. Hello and uh, welcome to another podcast from Rheumatology. Uh, my name is Marwan Bakari, I'm the Editor-in-Chief of the journal, uh, and today we'll be talking about not just any comorbidity, but very serious comorbidity in, in a rare disease. And uh, we, I have here with me Aladdin, who's going to be telling us a bit more about himself, the research that he's done, and how important it is for us. Over to you. Thank you, Dr. Bukhari. My name is Aladdin Mohammed. I'm a rheumatologist in uh, Lund. I'm working at Lund University Hospital and uh, I'm doing uh, research on the epidemiology and uh, comorbidities and outcome of systemic vasculitis. Everybody has quite a lot of patients there. So what did your study show? And uh, when we look at the epidemiology of it, do you find that there is a lot of vascular outcomes after vasculitis? Yeah, in general, we uh, we are looking now on the cardiovascular outcome of uh, patients with ANC-associated vasculitis. We already published a, a paper in the journal on the uh, venous thromboembolic diseases in 2021, uh, and we are the uh, paper. This paper we discussed today is the stroke in ANC-associated vasculitis. So there are some work which is ongoing on the myocardial infarction as well, which is presented in the last ANCA meeting, so it is not published yet. Okay, so we've known about the link, for example, in giant cell arteritis with abdominal aortic aneurysms. Do you find that that's, is this the same pathological mechanism, or do you just think it's just the epidemiology that's that's linking the two? We do did epidemiology on the large vessel involvement in, in giant cell arteritis as well, and we found that uh, it is a retrospective study that almost 15% of patients with GCA had a uh, uh, some kind of uh, large vessel involvement, which is uh, aneurysm or stenosis or dissections. Uh, but, uh, you know, these things need to be prospectively uh, searched. Uh, we are not sure that we cover all the patients or find all the events. So at least uh, we are aware about uh, large vessel involvement in this amount, 15% in GCA. Okay, so if you're a jobbing rheumatologist uh, who has got a patient with a large vessel vasculitis or with an anchor positive vasculitis, should they be screening for stroke? Maybe uh, our finding in the paper, we showed clearly that there is a notably increased incidence of stroke during the first three months of the, uh, since the onset or diagnosis of ANCA-associated vasculitis. So um, maybe looking at the uh, patient risk profile and uh, b- b- um, working to get uh, uh, remission as soon as possible. I think it's still the job of a rheumatologist or a nephrologist who is taking care of patients with, uh, with vasculitis. Uh, so most of the events happened early in the disease while during the induction treatment, if you like. So you're advocating almost a treat to target and, and, and to treat very, very aggressively at the beginning to try and get the patient under control. At least in these two works we did, we found that uh, there is a huge increase in the incidence of these uh, events during the first three months. And in the thrombosis study, we found that there is an, uh, um, an association with BVAS, with the vasculitis disease activity. Um, and in, this, in, the, uh, in the stroke study, we found there is a tendency to be association with the, with the increase in um, platelets count. 
Um, maybe altogether is due to accelerated inflammatory um, reaction in the vascular bed or uh, endothelial dysfunction or even thrombocytosis. So I think it would be of benefit to treat, to target or to remission as soon as it's possible. So do you think this is, this is pathologically driven by autoantibodies in this case, or do you think it's just the pathology where you have a vasculitis, you will have an increased cardiovascular problem? I think the vasculitis is the key issue. So basically the disease patho- pathological process itself is what causes to have all of these adverse cardiovascular outcomes. So your advice to anybody treating any of these diseases is to be mindful of these as, a, as prevalent comorbidities and to screen for them and possibly to try and prevent them rather than anything else. Absolutely. Did, did you adjust for things like use of aspirin and anticoagulants in these patients? Did you find any of the, any of the cohort had been on anything antiplatelet drugs? I, no, unfortunately, we didn't have the, the complete data on the, uh, on, on the drugs, uh, but this is in the future task is to, to, to see whether the addition of anticoagulation would make, um, uh, would, would, would make a benefit to these patients, especially when we have the, both the thrombotic disease, the stroke, and the unpopular state on the myocardial infarction all follow the same curve, if you like, with much higher incidence first three to six months from the disease onset. So it would be of interest to, um, to study maybe in the future uh, prospectively on the, whether the addition of the anticoagulation would make a, a benefit for these, uh, to prevent these events. So there's, there's two things that will all come out of this. I mean, with JAK inhibitors beginning to be used in giant cell arteritis, uh, this is going to make a lot of people very twitchy that mm. this might not be a good option to treat mm. uvasculitis. But on the other hand, they're the most effective drugs we've got currently for, mm. for a variety of diseases. So how do you see the future happening with, with JAK inhibition and all of these adverse cardiovascular effects, especially after oral surveillance? I would say, okay, this is, uh, on, the, on the first hand, we need to reduce the inflammation and to get the disease in remission. On the other side, we have an increased risk of uh, thrombosis and cardiovascular events with these drugs. I think uh, individualized uh, treatment and um, um, look at the risk profile of the patients and whether there is a possibility to use anticoagulation or it needs to be studied, of course, to, uh, to make uh, benefits risk balance, you know. So I, I, it, it, it should be remembered that these patients were, are in high risk of uh, thrombotic events uh, by, by definition due to the inflammatory uh, activities. So it might be that there is a confounding there that if the disease is bad enough to need these drugs, mm-hmm. and that's why you're getting more cardiovascular events. And, uh, and maybe it, it's, we're not causing more harm by treating inflammation. It might be just that the disease itself is bad. Well, uh, what's uh, the further work? You mentioned that you're going to be looking at DVTs. Are you going to be looking at any other outcomes, other vascular outcomes in vasculitis? We are right now looking at the myocardial infarction, both in the in GCA and the ANCA vasculitis. So we are uh, soon to complete these two studies. We presented both in the meetings uh, last time, in the, one in the ACR and one in the uh, the ANCA meeting in Dublin. So we, um, and we are planning to look at the um, uh, cardiac arrhythmias to see if they are contributing or if there are, uh, if these things happen 
irrespective of the arrhythmia, it will strengthen the, the hypothesis of the inflammation, if you like. So I think it would be uh, interesting to put this uh, arrhythmia on the work to see if it, if, if it has a role or not. Well, we'll all be looking after our patients slightly better and be mindful of these side effects going forward. Thank you very much for uh, chatting to me about your paper. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Talking Rheumatology Research, brought to you by BSR. Please do rate, share and subscribe through your favourite podcast app.